0: Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. I saw an article the other day, and I had a good laugh at it, that said a demonstration of white culture is to think in binaries. And I was like, huh, binaries. Yes, you know, things like up, down, black, white, good, bad. That is a, what only white people do. White people do these things. But people of color tend to be more open minded, see more shades of things. You see, we're colorizing this. Objectivity, a sense of urgency, and thinking in binaries are characteristics of white supremacy culture, the article said. I have it right here in front of me. Now, the writer, to the writer's defense, they were just identifying this, not saying this was their view. It was in the Intelligencer, though, which is a section of the New York Magazine, which is very far left. But I thought that was interesting because if you say that a binary, a binary, thinking in binaries makes you a white supremacist, well, if I say racism is wrong, absolutely wrong, racism is wrong, slavery is wrong, segregation is wrong, I'm thinking in a binary. If I say that racism is wrong, but thinking only in binaries makes one a white supremacist, by saying racism is wrong, I guess I'm a white supremacist? See this idiot logic? Andrew, where are you going with this? Move it along. Yes. There is vaccine submission and then the enemy of the state, and that's it. Aaron Rodgers is not some serious XM Patriot listener, Breitbart reader, Blaze TV watcher, Fox News sycophant. His girlfriend is one of the most loopy, dopey, hippity-dippity people in all of Hollywood, Shalane Woodley. He's not some guy who has been on the right his whole life. He's some guy who's allergic to one of the components of the vaccine. That doesn't matter. When you have someone who literally has the most, the best scientific reason to not take the vaccine, a man who is young, who is beyond healthy, who's at low risk of having any negative consequences associated with a respiratory virus, and who is literally allergic to the vaccine, it doesn't matter. The fact that he is saying for his own health, he can't take the facts, he can't take it. The media has now rained rain fire down on him. Isn't that a binary? Vax and unvax, right and wrong. That's what they're doing. The very people who are out there saying, if you think in binaries, you, have, you are a, a component. And now to, to go one step further, I'll play this. I'm going to get to it in a little bit. Michael Eric Dyson, has now thrown down the marker that Winsome Sears is nothing more than a white supremacist puppet. Now, before you think that's some kind of outrage, that's his, that's his thing, man. That's his beat, man. You know, when he's, that's his, that's his tune, man. That's his jazz. That's his jazz. And Thankfully, somebody finally on social media made a montage. This is what he says every time a black person does not live inside the Michael Eric Dyson box. I'm, I'm giving you a broad thing. I'm doing a little bit of stream of consciousness here. It's good and bad. Up until this moment, good and bad meant you were a white supremacist, but it's good and bad. It doesn't matter if you have a reason to be bad. I mean, the most legitimate of legitimate reasons. You're allergic to the vaccine. No, that's not good enough. Take it. Now, where am I going with this? CNN has a piece by Zachary Wolf. COVID vaccine debate takes strange turn. And it involves the use of the Sesame Street characters. I don't let my children watch Sesame Street. I just don't. Public broadcasting is government broadcasting. The use of children's characters to influence children this way is wrong. This is not about teaching children tolerance or respect or breeding unity. This is propaganda now. This is pure propaganda. And they keep throwing these demonstrations out, demanding that you adhere. There's no room for debate. There's no question. You're not allowed to question it. Where am I going with this? A year and a half ago, a year ago, nurses, nurses in the ER, EMTs, firefighters, doctors, ICU staff, these were all heroes. Not only were they heroes, they were our betters. We were to do as they say. We were thanking truckers and grocery store workers and Amazon delivery people. We were lauding people who stayed on the job to do crucial things like processed meat because we needed this stuff. Now, a year later, some of these people have become the enemy. Now, when I say this, I'm only using it as an example for politics and, and propaganda. I do not think that Joe Biden is, a, a, is going to be, well, at least not now, but the Jews before Hitler the Jews before Hitler in German society were veterans of World War I. They were at all levels and facets of society. The Jews were not not an otherized group before Adolf Hitler. Jews in Germany served in the government, served in the military, served in education, served at all levels. It was the National Socialist German Worker Party that created that other group. Now, remember, they used to say that about Obama. He was otherized. He was otherized. He wasn't otherized. Any criticism of Obama was otherizing. Any criticism of Obama was racist. No matter what he said, we weren't even allowed to criticize his policies. But now the Democrats and the media have taken people who once served at all levels of government, who we once thanked for their service, who we once believed were acting heroic, and we've said, okay, amongst those people, there is a group now that we're going to otherize. And we are going to cast them out. We are going to ostracize them. You're either in or you're out. A binary. But binaries are no longer white supremacists. Well, this one isn't. And going forward, this is about the power of government and the power of propaganda and the power of submission. Andrew, you're getting off here. You're, no, I'm in total control right now. Because there's this is where I'm going. Headline CNBC. Pfizer CEO says people who spread misinformation on COVID vaccines are criminals. People who spread misinformation on COVID vaccines are criminals and have cost millions of lives, Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla said Tuesday. Speaking with the Washington, D.C.-based think tank Atlantic Council, Bourla said there's a very small group of people that purposely circulate misinformation on the shots misleading those who are already hesitant about getting vaccinated. These people are criminals, he told the Atlantic CEO Frederick Kemp. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they've literally cost millions of lives. Borla's comments come as millions of eligible adults in the US have yet to get vaccinated, even though the shots have been available to most Americans most of the year. Public health experts say misinformation is likely playing a large role. We saw the other day, and I'll play the audio later. April Ryan and Pete Buttigieg, the boy blunder, had a completely scripted rehearsed and set up exchange concerning the racist nature of roads in america roads are racist now what they're what they're trying to attempt is to make the entire infrastructure system sound racist allegedly based on the work of robert moses a New York City, New York State urban planner. According to Pete Buttigieg, bridges were constructed so that buses full of black people could not pass under. They're serious about this stuff. They're absolutely serious. You know what the media has never done? As it's acting as a press office for the Biden administration... They've already forgotten Afghanistan. There have been no news stories on the Americans still trapped behind enemy lines. They are not talking about unvaccinated people crossing the border illegally. In other words, the story selections, what dominates the news cycle is chosen specifically by people who are trying to prevent the Democrats from losing control of the House and Senate. They have never, ever, ever, held Joe Biden or Kamala Harris to account for saying they did not trust the vaccine because of Trump. The origin of misinformation on the vaccines is Biden and Harris. Harris, Biden, Biden, Harris. The CEO of Pfizer had no problem With their statements. We've never asked this question. The vaccine rollout. That was initially. That initially prioritized. Elderly Americans. And people of color. That's all black people. Began in December. Of 2020. Before. Biden's inauguration. The. Spread of information through September, October, and November of 2020 was you can't trust the vaccine because of Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. How many old black people died because the Democrats and the media told them you can't trust the Tuskegee experiments? That happened under FDR, a Democrat president. You can't trust the vaccine because of Trump. Notice the Democrats in the media are more pissed off at Americans who are hesitant to get the vaccine than they are at China for releasing the damn virus in the first place. That's another thing. No, they they run from stories. They don't want to get to the bottom of this. They don't even want to know. Wet markets, lab leak, who cares? Take the vaccine. They don't even have the courage. Well, because maybe some of their colleagues. Is anyone investigating any relationship between elite Democrats and the Chinese government? If there was ever coordination to release a virus to affect the outcome of elections, you think the media would be interested in it if it was found, like the Trump-Russia narrative, to be the work of Democrats? Andrew, are you saying that? No, I don't spread misinformation. I'm asking a question. But the CEO of Pfizer now says it's criminal. And he was speaking to the Atlantic Council. Now, why is that interesting? I'm looking right at their website, AtlanticCouncil.org. I would encourage you to do the same. Let me know if you find an organization more dedicated to globalism. Headline. April 9th, 2020, right? Smack dab in the middle of the election cycle. Pandemic may replace the nation state, but with what? They were already talking in April of 2020, how this brand new pandemic, the the lockdown was only a month old. How it might replace the nation state. Now, what nation-state is it that the globalists want to replace the most? Is it China? No. Is it Russia? No. Is it Luxembourg? No. Is it Honduras? No. Is it the United States? I think we have a bingo. Listen to what the writer representing the Atlantic Council has to say. One month into the lockdown, before COVID-19, there were three trends occurring in the world that challenged the Westphalian notion of nation states. Uh, For those of you on the left who think you're smarter than anyone, that's the concept of sovereignty. Sovereignty nation-states with complete sovereignty over citizens and within their borders. The Westphalian idea is the pattern of nation-states with a rule of law defined by geographical borders that emerged out of the Thirty Years' War in Europe and replaced a patchwork quilt of overlapping medieval loyalties with more solid blocks of unitary rule under the rule of a sovereign. And it goes on to talk about all the wonderful globalist trends that may have had that, well, there's more than one people. Their unique worry at this time was that nations like the United States would seal up their borders and their people would demand a return to domestic manufacturing rather than global trade. Is this starting to sound familiar? Again, I don't do conspiracy theory. Here's what they write. The technological and economic trends linked to COVID-19 may be the collective straw that breaks the proverbial camel's back when it comes to the post-World War II international order. Will nation states remain relevant in what comes next or will the tension between globalism that was present before COVID-19 and the real politic that is COVID-19 result in something different than the nation state? One structural possibility is hyper-regionalism, defined by what technological, commercial, and productive flow of humans, animals, and plant arises. This could be embodied by megacities becoming the dominant geopolitical actor, dramatically redesigned in the future to provide essential services in a more resilient fashion to future pandemics and other natural disasters, defined less by national identity and more by what they provide individuals who live within the municipal area. Megacities of the future empowered by technology to provide, it's starting to sound like the metaverse, isn't it? To provide those within the immediate vicinity and capable of responding at faster speeds than nations would forward their own trade agreements, public health arrangements, and climate change accords. Now, what have we been talking about in this program? The state-based electoral college. What is it the Democrats like? The rule of the major cities. What this is envisioning is the elimination of the United States in favor of the rule of regions. This is like the Hunger Games. This is like Squid Games. You know, that lesbian dating show. Where New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, and Minneapolis would be the dominant force. There would be no United States. There would only be the territory in and around these cities. London, Rome, Paris, Montreal, Mexico City, Caracas. There would be no nation states. There would only be megapolises. This is a dream of the left. This is a dream of the left, always has been. Because progressivism naturally emanates from dense populations. The more people, the more rules. If you could just make the people line up, take a shot, take a pill, whenever they're told to, you have the people under order. This is new world order stuff. I'm not making it up. It's right there. The CEO is telling the Atlantic Council, anyone who questions the vaccines is a criminal and should be dealt with accordingly. Except for Biden and Harris, who fired the first shot of vaccine disinformation. Now we flip the script. No longer is it don't trust Trump and Operation Warp Speed. It's do as you're told or else even if you have the most legitimate. Now, when I say that, I don't believe you need any reason other than your freedom. It's up to you. But now we're criminalizing people, ostracizing people who have absolutely scientific, legitimate claims as the reason why not to take the vaccine. It doesn't matter. This is the New World Order. And who wants to be on top of that New World Order? You guessed it, Hunter Biden's buddies, the Chinese Communist Party. You can join me live on the Will Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, Channel 125.